If it is Tuesday, it is time once again for Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone right here on TDN Radio. So it is always great to be back with you for another episode of Untapped Potential. <clears throat> Excuse me. As you know, this is the place we come every Tuesday to get powered up and energized for the week ahead and to remind ourselves of the important life goals that we are working at. So looking at the calendar, we see that today is Tuesday, May 23rd, and it is indeed a very special day for me and my family because today is my mom's birthday. So my mom is 70-something. We won't say just how much, how old she is, but she is well into her 70s and we are so grateful. We talk a lot about being grateful in this program. And so today, our moment of gratitude is being grateful for the life and the health and the strength of my mom, Mrs. Medina Senhouse out of Dominica, who is celebrating her birthday today, Tuesday, May 23rd. And yesterday was my nephew my nephew Eric's birthday, Eric Sandhouse out there in New Rochelle in the Browns, who turned 13. So he's officially a teenager. So we want to wish him a belated happy birthday greeting. And we want to say happy birthday to you if you're celebrating your birthday today, if you're celebrating an anniversary, or if you're just celebrating life. We want to say we hope that you're enjoying the day. We hope that you're enjoying the week as we get powered up and energized for the week ahead. So again, welcome to the program. We have another packed hour for you today. Uh, this week, we'll be looking at a program that we did with none other than two of the stalwarts here at TDN Radio, Mr. Sam George, as well as Mr. Anthony Drago from This Week in Interview. So we had the pleasure of doing a program on artificial intelligence. You know, technology is advancing so very quickly these days that it can be difficult to keep up with everything that is going on. So I thought that we could have a program on how AI is continuing to evolve, is continuing to emerge, and just to inform our audience with regards to what they need to know. So it was a great program, and I thought I would bring you the first half of this program today on Untapped Potential. So that is going to be our interview for this week. Of course, you will want to stay tuned until the end of the program as we look at our tip of the day. Um, about two weeks ago, I mentioned that we will talk about the importance of conquering the morning, the importance of ensuring that we get our mornings off to a great start to ensure that we have a good day. So we're going to be looking at that. And before I forget, there's so much to celebrate. You know, the world can be such a dark place that it is always very important to remember to celebrate when and where we can, uh, because again, it is such a dark time in the world. So it is graduation season. We want to say congratulations to everyone who is graduating from high school, college, or any important training program that you have recently accomplished. And May 23rd, 
uh, May 26th actually is also the anniversary of untapped potential. So May 26th is a special day for us. It is the third year anniversary of untapped potential right here on TDN radio. So it has been a wonderful three years of journeying with you and exploring different topics, having different guests stop by, being a source of inspiration, being a source of just a positive light in the world. So again, we want to say congratulations to us (laughs) because sometimes you have to toot your own horn, right? Congratulations to us as we celebrate three years of untapped potential on TDN Radio on May 26th. And again, if you're always interested, you want to know what Untapped Potential and our Push Past 10 movement is about, you can always visit us at P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T-1-0.com. So again, www.pushpast10.com is the home for Untapped Potential as well as everything else that we do. So as we continue to celebrate, uh, live celebrate my mom, whose birthday is today, I'm still in the spirit of celebrating Mother's Day, which just passed on uh, last Sunday. I want to bring you this wonderful song by a member of the Keck community, which I am a part of. Uh, Keck is the Committee Puetit Creole, which is the Creole Committee in Dominica. So we are responsible for advancing and preserving our wonderful Creole language in Dominica. And one of our members, John, made a lovely song dedicated to moms. So I want you to enjoy his song. And then we will jump right into the pre-recorded first portion of the interview on artificial intelligence, technology, and the internet. And then stay tuned for the rest of the program. strategic action plans. This evening again, we're looking at the knowledge industry, threats, and opportunities. So here's a question I have for you as we get started. Have you ever had this experience? You're on your laptop, you're Googling something, maybe for work, maybe something for, you know, personally for yourself. And then you grab your cell phone, you log into Facebook, and what pops up? An ad? 
for exactly what you were just looking for on your laptop. So that is essentially what we are talking about this evening, AI, technology, and the internet. And I have to tell you, I was even surprised because just yesterday, you know, Paul and I were having a conversation and he was talking about the need to expedite the renewal of his passport. Keep in mind, I did not have my phone open. I did not have my laptop open. We were simply having a verbal conversation. Then I logged into Facebook on my phone and there's an ad for expediting your passport. So I think that this whole technology and AI, it is getting to levels that not even we can anticipate. So this is a conversation that we need to have because my concern is we're always so much afraid of change, but the change is still going on around us, whether we like it or not. So Anthony and Sam, I thought we could begin evening by looking at just some definitions. What is the knowledge industry? What is um, artificial intelligence? Because I always get the sense that we hear some of these words and we just be like an ostrich and bury our head and say, you know what, I don't want to look at this because it's too scary. But just give us some definitions as we get started on the program this evening. All right. Um, thanks for that. Thanks again. And um, the knowledge industry. So, so the knowledge industries are the industries that are based on intensive use of technology and human capital. Um, and you might say, well, in almost any industry, you need knowledge as an input. So what, 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 would, what would differentiate an industry and make it part of knowledge industry? But, but it's, it's where that industry is particularly dependent on the knowledge and technology to generate um, income and revenue. So, so for example, Jamaica uh, used to be a, a, a banana producing producing country. Yes, you, you have knowledge of the extension officers that would come out and help the farmers and so on. But generally, the, the, the production was the same. You plant bananas, you, you, you learn a little bit about um, husbandry and taking care of it, you harvest your bananas, you sell it. Uh, where, how would that become the knowledge industry? If, for example, we were to now say, let us apply technology. So, so a farmer has an irrigation system, so he doesn't have to depend on rain. Um, for to irrigate his bananas, and that irrigation system is connected to his computer, that will sense the moisture level in the soil, and turn on the sprinklers or the, the irrigation system when it needs to. It, it it will it can take parameters from the soil and inject the appropriate mix of nitrogen, phosphorus, and and what other minerals that the soil is missing. Um. It, the, the technology can keep track of these bananas when the particular banana um, started to bunch and inform him as to when he needs to harvest that banana. So, so the, the differentiation between that, we still will be talking about the production of bananas, but now there's a heavy and intensive infusion of technology and knowledge to, 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 to enhance the um, the revenue generation. So, so that's a simple example of, of the knowledge technologies. Other examples of knowledge industry is, for example, education. Um, we had a Ross University in Dominica, and let's imagine that Ross was still there. You could, a lecturer could easily sit in the US and deliver a lecture, and the students in Dominica um, sit in the classroom in Dominica just as if the, 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 the professor was live. Um, consulting businesses. I, 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 I work in construction. I'm a construction manager. Um, I have managed construction projects in Grenada, in Dominica, sitting in, at my home in New York. You get updates, you, you manage schedules, you get reports, and that sort of thing. Um, science, obviously. <clears throat> Insurance. Uh, nowadays, uh, I used to work uh, at DCP uh, when Colgate Palmolive um, owned DCP. 
And when we had new plants, every so often they would have to send underwriters down to Dominica to physically inspect the plants so they could they could um, keep the insurance updated. Now you could easily see that that could be done by a drone um, to to fly over the building, fly over the compound, eyes on it directly. So so it, I, I guess you get the sense of what I'm of what I'm talking about. Health services, the um, telemedicine. And of course, communication. So, so that those are examples of the knowledge industry, and um, that's just by way of introduction. But it is it is what we are. I want to say we're in the middle of it, but it's also at the genesis of it. The 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 world as we know it is going to be changed as more and more industries get converted into the knowledge industry sector. So I'm going to stop there and let Sam jump in. As yeah, well. and before Sam uh, jumps in, you know, uh, in the in the past, in, in the history of humanity, the other things that have revolutionized the world, the way that the knowledge industry is going, is beginning to revolutionize the world, are things like fire. So fire revolutionized the world in terms of providing heat, in terms of people being able to cook, in many ways, agriculture was another revolution when people realized how to plant and grow the, the food that they needed to survive and electricity. Electricity was a big example. I mean, look at us today. Who can imagine life without electricity at this point? So those were the other elements that revolutionized the world. So the next revolution is going to be the knowledge industry. And I want us to not be afraid of change, but I want us to embrace it. And I also want us to think of where are the opportunities to enhance our life, to enhance our jobs, and to be able to do more because of technology, artificial intelligence, and the internet. So the knowledge industries are those industries which are based on the intensive use of technology and human capital, industries which depend on knowledge and technology to generate revenue, what you said, um, um, Anthony. Some industries which are impacted include education, consulting, finance, insurance, information technology, health services, uh, communications. So pretty much how technology can take the knowledge that we already have in different areas and enhance that knowledge to um, improve our jobs and our lives. So Sam, let us look at artificial intelligence and just based on a layman's perspective, I think of um, artificial intelligence, um, you know, intelligence is a human uh, capability, right? So this is what separates us from other species our ability to, to analyze information, our ability to process information, right? And um, that separates us from other species. Uh, and uh, again, it's unique to humans, but now machines can teach themselves superhuman skills. And that is what we call artificial intelligence. So we already covered the knowledge industry. So now Sam, your take on artificial intelligence. Well, um, you know, artificial intelligence, as we know it, it's, we know the basics. Um, we know things like uh, Siri, uh, Alexa, uh, self-driving cars, um, even Google search and, and, and so forth. Even, even uh, something as simple as email spam. All of that uses AI to work. So we know the basics, but when, we, when you think of where AI is right now and where it is going, especially, well, now the, the newest, um, the most talked about AI now is ChatGPT, which can be, pretty much answer any question that you ask it. And one of the reasons is because it was programmed with all the information that is currently on the internet, but information and knowledge are two different things. You can have information, but it becomes knowledge when you apply it. And, it, and that's uh, also uh, correlates to experience. So with artificial intelligence, which is uh, based on the human mind, based on, on the brain, 
we can see that it's here and it's here to stay. And, and it's not new. You know, it has been here since the 1940s. They've been researching AI. So here we are. Uh, and, and to go back to uh, agriculture, as we are talking in a Dominican context, right now, for example, there are over 200 new companies that are AI-based, uh, agricultural companies that are AI-based in the U.S. So, and, and that goes from, from uh, uh, farm equipment, um, smart tractors, uh, you know, um, uh, AI that's, that, that can um, differentiate between crop and, and weeds. So uh, herbicides can be applied, you know, without damaging the crop itself. So we have to figure out how we are going to fit in, where we are going to, because everything is not going to work for us. Everything is not applicable, but we have to find the, the niche for us to fit in and, and use AI to our advantage. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm happy that you mentioned that because we will talk about um, chat GPT in a little while, but we also have to talk about the importance of uh, embracing change. Right. And I think to myself, here we are afraid of maybe terms like artificial intelligence and what it's, it's capable of doing, but we are already embracing change. Look at this. We're on a program. I'm in Atlanta. Um, Anthony, I believe, is in the New York City area. Right, Anthony? Yes, um, Sam, you're in Texas and the radio mm -hmm. station is in Dominica. Right. And here we are using the power of technology to be able to reach thousands of people around the world because many of them are logged on via the Internet. Right. So right. we are already embracing change. If you have a smartphone, you're using WhatsApp, you're using Facebook, you're using emails, you are already embracing technology. So I want us to just think of, of everything we're talking about this evening as an extension of what we are already doing so that we can find ways to enhance our lives. But of course, we have to talk about the negatives when it comes to you know, artificial intelligence and everything else we are talking about. So the general benefit of artificial intelligence or AI is that it replicates decisions and actions of humans without human shortcomings, such as fatigue, emotion and limited time. Machines driven by AI technology are able to perform consistent repetitious actions without getting tired. It is also easier for companies to get consistent performance across multiple AI machines than is across multiple human workers. So what I'm hearing is a streamlining of many of the mundane tasks that uh, we may experience in work. And even this morning, speaking about change, um, CNN, I was looking at CNN this morning and they talked about the whole idea that a lot of parents are not adopting, adapting as quickly as the younger children in terms of you know, accepting these changes, using these changes and just knowing because again, in order to protect our children, I said it on the last program, we have to know what they're involved in. So let me just hear your views on embracing changes such as artificial intelligence and um, the, the use of the internet and technology. Okay, so I wanna go back to um, not, not very long ago when texting and um, speaking in, in short, 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 shorthand, um, not long ago. So as we know, some of the older pairs, some older folks, older parents, they weren't too much into technology. So there is a meme that says a mom texts her son and asks him, what does IDK mean? So he replies, I don't know. So she says, okay, I'll ask your sister not realizing that he actually gave her the answer. So one of the things we have to realize uh, as, as parents is that while some technologies, our children will be ahead of us, we also have to try to at least know the basics so we can 
keep an eye on them. We can, we, we, we know what it is they are doing and what they're getting involved in, especially when it comes to the internet. Um, as I said earlier, the internet is full of information, but not all of it is good. Not all of it is wholesome and can help you. Some of it is, can be dangerous, especially to our children. So we have to, while we have to embrace the change, or we have to realize that, as you said earlier, the, the, the one constant in life is change. We have to embrace that, but we also have to realize that we can't ignore it. And so as you, 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 you talked about how um, uh, some of the changes the, or the negative changes that will come with AI, um, one of the things that we have to think about is, uh, so I'll, I'll give you this example. The World Economic Forum surveyed about 800 companies, over 800 companies. And from that survey, they found that companies are saying that in five years, and this was done a few weeks ago. So from 2023, five years down the road, they will create 69 million new jobs and eliminate over 83 million jobs or positions, right? But while that is kind of scary, when you look at it on the surface, you might consider, well, I'm going to lose my job. But you have to think about the fact that it's going to create new positions, which means companies are going to, are going to need the help of humans to implement the new ways that they are going to be doing things. Um, some of the jobs that will be eliminated are administrative work. So, you know, it's kind of like when computers replaced the typewriter. Secretarial work changed. Um, people needed to be retrained and that kind of thing. So this is the direction we are headed. And yeah, yeah, and Sam, just to add to what you're saying, because I, I think the first thing we think of when we think of artificial intelligence and robots and everything that we're talking about this evening is, oh my God, my job is going to disappear. I'm going to be out of a job. And this is what um, the, there was a, a, a World Economic Forum that estimated about 14 million jobs will disappear, um, including areas such as uh, secretarial, bank tellers, cashiers, data entry clerks. But the thing about it is we have to read beyond what is always presented before us, right? Because when I saw that number, I was quite startled. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's a lot of people who are going to be out of work. But I kept researching. And here is what I found. And, and, and if anybody's interested, I want to recommend 60 Minutes. If you receive 60 Minutes, the television program in your area, I will highly recommend it to you because they do a very good job of showing the both sides of the coin. Because I think too many times we get stuck in the mindset of black and white, yes or no, and we don't see the pros and the cons so we can make a better decision. But here is what another report said, that it is not so much that certain jobs will be eliminated. The jobs that include more mundane tasks will be eliminated, but it's an opportunity for higher level jobs. So for example, let's take the example of a radiologist, right? Somebody who looks at um, the different scans and stuff like that. Using what they're calling an AI collaborator, the technology will be able to look at all the cases that are presented to you. Let's say you come in in the morning and you have different cases. The technology will be able to look at what you have for the day and prioritize it for you. So it is not a threat to you. It is enhancing the work that you're doing. So it will look at the cases and say, you know what, Mr. Joe's case is more serious. So let us pay attention to this one first. Number two, number three. So it's an AI collaborator that is enhancing the work that we're doing. Now, what does that mean to us as an employee? That means that we have to continue to educate ourselves. We have to continue to advance our education so that when these opportunities are presented, we can now demand higher pay. Does that make sense? Because if I am doing less mundane tasks, right, and I am doing higher skilled jobs, 
you can't turn around and pay me the same amount of money I was making when I was doing mundane tasks because now I'm doing higher level tasks. So now that demands a higher salary. So I just want us to keep that in mind that when we say job loss, yes, the mundane task, jobs that involve mundane tasks are in jeopardy, but there's also opportunity for higher level jobs. So Anthony, any thoughts on that? Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, the, this is what was said before, like in the industrial revolution, it says mm. that the machines are going to replace repetitive tasks and the higher level will be human driven. But, but here's the thing, it's a game changer. Because AI, machine doing human like, so it, 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 it learns, um, it, it's a machine that that's going to learn reasoning. It's going to it, it's going to be cognitive, and it's going to have understanding. So more and more and more, it's going to be performing human like tasks. So so there is no doubt that all the jobs that are lost are going to be recreated. Now to go to your point of being fearful, that means that we should not be fearful but we should be able to anticipate it and to this redesign. You know, AI is going to be such a game changer that is going to require a redesign of how society is organized. So, 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 so we have gotten accustomed to this capitalistic system that we're in. And it's more, 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 more. And, and industry is looking to, to, for you to exchange time for labor. But what the opportunity that is there is that with these machines, you would need less human input. And so instead of working a standard eight-hour day, you could work a standard four-hour day. And the companies can make even more revenue than they were making when they were making eight-hour days from human. And so a mother can have more time to spend with a child. We can have more time to spend with each other. We can benefit from that, from changing society into that type of a society. Instead of thinking about it in the same paradigm that we're thinking about it right now, where we're thinking, well, for me to be able to feed my family, I have to wake up at six and go to work and stay there for 10 hours and work overtime and come back home. And if, if a machine is going to replace me, Samokai fair. What am I going to do? We have to think about it. Our government, our leaders, we as a community have to think about it and decide that because one company makes a trillion dollars, that that trillion dollars belong to that company. There has to be a redefining, a restructuring of society so that everybody benefits from the output of the society. And, and, and benefits from the, in the additional input of, of machines. Because as AI is going to be able to make those decisions, so, so to, use, to use the example of the radiologist, mm -hmm. it, it, it means that the, the, the machine will be able to do the diagnosis from A to Z. And you only need a human person for a more unusual or intricate say say fracture of your leg but how many of those interesting and different fractures do you get it, it, the number doesn't increase so so yes you will need less radiologists or do you need less radiologists or do you keep the same number of radiologists but instead of them working 10 hours each they each work four hours mm -hmm. So, so, so we have to, there, there is need for a whole complete change um, from what you've gotten accustomed to um, with capitalism to think about it properly. And we may not want to go to socialism where we say, okay, we take from the rich and give to the poor. But what, as we advance in technology and as we advance in artificial intelligence, we can use the same technologies up with a design that works so that society can benefit overall from 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 the introduction of AI. So those those are the thoughts that I have around around that. 
Yeah, and I completely agree with you, um, Anthony. And the, the other thing, you know, because we're talking about the disadvantages before we really look at the opportunities that this will present for us. And you began talking about the opportunities in the beginning, but I want to dive deeper into that part of the conversation in a little bit. But let us look at the threats first and then look at the opportunities because, uh, and again, you alluded to this, the lack of the human touch because now when everything is automated, I mean, how many of us has, have called the banks and have had to sit there through the endless automated options and think to ourselves, my God, how can I speak to a, a real person? And here's a little trick I figured out a long time ago <laughs> that if you want to call the bank, well, at least here in the U.S., and you want to get somebody on the phone, press the option that says open an account. Yep. Because that is when they want to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> when you press open an account immediately, someone comes on the phone. But that is what we are saying, that yes, we will have all this technology that will be able to duplicate human cognition and human mental processing, but there is no replacement for the humanity especially going back again to our example of radiology, being mm -hmm. able to break the news to, to a patient about a diagnosis and, and not having some cold and sterile machine just spit out the results to you, but having an actual doctor, nurse practitioner, a nurse, someone hold your hand and deliver that, that, that back news. And that is where artificial intelligence will never be able to replace um, human. It might be able to mimic it, but it will certainly not be able. So as we're having this conversation, I want us to keep in mind that yes, the power of technology and AI and the internet will serve to enhance our lives in many ways, but we must not forget the importance of the human element because you know I'm using this program as a recommendation to the government of Dominica in terms of what is possible if we are willing to create national policies that includes in, in, increasing the amounts of AI and technology that is available in Dominica. And we will talk about real ways that that is possible as we continue in the conversation. But Sam, do you have any thoughts right now? Well, I accept to agree with your point that we, we can't simply bury our heads in the sand. We just cannot. And to be honest, I, I think, speaking in, 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 in terms of Dominica, I think we missed quite a few opportunities. We missed, well, the last one we missed, I would say, was the dot-com um, um, bot revolution. We missed that. Um, had we gotten on, 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 on into that earlier, we would have came out pretty good before the bubble burst. So here we are with yet another opportunity to tap into a, a resource that can generate millions for, for a nation. Uh, we, can't, we cannot ignore it, as I said before, and, and we have to work together and, and, and not just as individuals, because you know we can we can get education, we can get knowledge, we can travel overseas, and we can get our jobs, take care of our families, and do that all within for ourselves. But what about the island we love? What about Dominica? Where does Dominica go? Um, you know, so it's gonna take a concerted effort between the private sector and the public sector to tap into, into this, new, this new boom of technology. And we are already in, in, involved and working with technology, so why not take it a couple steps further um, where everyone can benefit from it? Mm -hmm. You're absolutely correct, um, Sam. Um, Anthony, I'll come to you in just a little bit. And folks on, uh, who are listening and are getting ready to call in, don't forget we will be taking your calls about the nine o'clock hour. And we will also be taking the great feedback we're seeing coming in on Facebook 
and YouTube. So keep those comments coming. But we have to continue on the element of the importance of accepting change because something else that just came to mind in terms of us um, ignoring everything that is going on around us and saying, you know what, this technology thing, boy, that's not for me, no, you know how it is. <laughs> but think of it this way. There is now technology, listen very carefully, there is now technology that can take your voice. So for those of us who are on the air, you know, trying to do our best to educate and inform and entertain our our uh, population, our audiences, there is now technology that can take your voice, right, and repurpose it and give it a script to say that one of your relatives, your mother, your brother, your sister has been kidnapped and they're demanding a ransom. Now, this is not just those of us who are in the broadcasting world. This is for anyone. So if you send those WhatsApp voice notes that all of us like to send, if you do YouTube videos, anywhere that your voice is available, the technology is now out there for someone to pretty much kidnap your voice and use it for their own purposes to demand a ransom from your family. And we say all of this not because we're trying to scare people, not because we're trying to create hysteria. We're saying all of this because those are examples of the reason why we need to be informed. We need to educate ourselves. We need to know what is going on in the world. Because while we're sitting like an ostrich hiding away from the world, the world is not hiding. <laughs> and they're using our information for nefarious purposes. That is one of the reasons that I am completely against TikTok because TikTok is a Chinese-based company and allegedly, I'm saying allegedly, the Chinese government can collect your data from TikTok. So again, the importance of being informed, the importance of educating ourselves so we know what is out there, so we can protect ourselves. We can take advantage of what is there to take advantage of, but we can also protect ourselves and our families. Um, Anthony, I think you wanted to say something. Yeah, we were talking about the negatives, um, yes. and um, one of the first examples you gave in terms of a game changer, in terms of life, you gave fire. Um, and we know that fire is a very good servant, but when fire is not controlled or fire is falls into the wrong hands, fire can be the most devastating weapon. And so one of the things that, one of the risks that we face with, with information technology, with the, the amount of data and with artificial intelligence is interference in our daily lives and in our personal freedoms by um, the government, by, by big institutions, by folks who quote unquote have power. And so as, as we move, this is Dominica is now, is now moving towards an electronic passport. Um, we might go to electronic ID cards. Um, we have dipped our toes in, well, we've not dipped our toes, we've dived into crypto currencies. Um, all of these things that are going to be run on technology where a, a footprint, a trail can be left. And with the power of computers now, um, it is possible for institutional government to know more about you than you know about yourself. Hmm. I mean, I mean, do you remember exactly what time you woke up on Monday? Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly what time? But, but if your clock is connected to the internet of things, your, somebody can know that you woke up at 5.37 and 3 seconds. Someone can know what time you come home because they can track what time you turn on your lights. Um, they can even know what you eat because they can track when you open your fridge and what you take out of your fridge. And so, so all of your patterns can be grouped together and it can be used for, for negative purposes. That is one of the major downsides in this technology that's one of the main threats right should we then be and no i will reiterate the point that you and sam just made 
the way to mitigate that is to have as much information about it as possible. It's not to run away from it. It's not to bury your head in the sand. It's to know as much about it as possible because then you will be able to recognize when the process is going on, what's happening to you. And if you understand it, you have a better chance of being able to take action to, 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 to limit it, to prevent it, to reverse it. But if you, if you just say that is something complex and you're afraid of it, then when it starts, these negative impacts that coming at you, you have no idea mm -hmm. what to do with it. You are the mercy of the person who has the power and the knowledge. So, so that is what I would add to, to reinforce what, what you just said, is that the idea is to not be afraid of it. The idea is to embrace it. The more people who embrace it, is the more understanding that you'll have, is the more independent people will develop solution. Um, so for example, fire, come back to fire. Once upon a time, fire was just a book in the forest. Now we've been able to tame fire and we have it in our home. Our youngest child can go to our stove and turn a knob and the stove lights and it doesn't burn down the house and they can cook. But if everybody was afraid of fire and only a few people had access to fire, then fire would, would remain as a weapon, as a threatening thing that you can hold over the head of the public. So, so embrace it, don't be afraid of it. There are far more benefits than there are detriments to it. Yeah, and Sam, before I come to you, um, thank you, Anthony, you said that very well. Uh, before I come to you, and you know, that is one of the reasons we're so grateful for this platform for Q95 um, Radio, because, uh, you know, Q95 is definitely becoming the education station. I heard a few, a few uh, comments about that this week, and it is absolutely true to be able to come on here and have experts in this area just talk to us and educate us and inform us about the pros and cons. And so Speaking of pros and cons and, and weighing the, the different options, the good and of technology, you know, we have to talk about chat GPT, right? Because that is the newest innovation that has come on the market and it has the potential to do so much good, but it also has the potential to do very bad. So Sam, let me come to you and you know we won't probably go into the very tech uh, technical terms such as you know open ai and <laughs> chat box and all that stuff because we want to keep it at a layman's uh, uh, level mm -hmm. where i can understand it <laughs> because this is not my field but let us talk a little bit about the potential of an application such as G chat gpt because what we are seeing with chat gpt is because there is so much information on the internet. And I looked it up. I think to date now we have something like 2.5 billion pages that make mm. up the internet. So because of this vast information, we have an application such as ChatGPT, which can now revolutionize many aspects of our life. So, so Sam, let me come to you for more information about exactly what that is. Well, <laughs> you're right. Chat GPT is it's a, it's a great tool. It's it's and and that's what all of this stuff is. AI. It's it's a tool, you know, much like a hammer and a saw um from uh, you know, a carpenter uses. But so I'll give you this example. GND Enterprises, we develop uh software and one of the things that we can I I we actually one of my developers is kind of playing with it now is using chat GPT to check our code. We still write the code, but he uses the AI to check the code and make sure that there are no errors and you find errors because no matter how good the human eyes are, or how if you have 2020 vision or how good your mind is, you will still make errors. So in that small sense, it's a great tool. Um, where I, and, and even personally, I, I, um, I have some concern and, and plenty of folks have said this is that how is chat GPT going to be abused by say plagiarism, for example, or, um, and, and by the way, in March in the U S the U S copyright office has said it will not 
um, AI-generated work, whether it's art, music, or text, is not eligible for copywriting. Mm -hmm. So that is an that is an that's an issue that is gonna have to be addressed at some point. So, but what about folks who 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 use ChatGPT to cheat? Whether it's doing a paper for, for school, you're doing your degree, and instead of writing your paper yourself, you prompt chat, you prompt the AI and it writes your paper for you. So the question is, how are professors, how are teachers going to deal with this? Mm -hmm. I spoke to one professor who told me that he's going to tell his students that if they use AI to write their papers, he's going to know and he will fail them. Mm -hmm. But is that the right approach? How do we balance that? Yeah, certainly. And, and, and just for the layman like me who is still wondering, what exactly is this chat GPT that we're talking about? So think of it as a language model that can answer questions and assist you with tasks such as composing emails, essays, uh, writing speeches, and as Sam just mentioned, writing code. So if you've ever heard of Alexa, Siri, those applications, where you just say, um, Siri, what is the population of England? And it gives you an answer. So that is yet another application where you can just ask single questions and it provides the answer for you. And again, going back to 60 Minutes, which is where I get a lot of my information from on technology, the reporter actually asked ChatGPT to summarize the New Testament. And chat GPT summarized the New Testament in five seconds and 17 words. So that is the kind of capability we're talking about. Another uh, positive of chat GPT, let's say you, you open your fridge. You don't want to waste food because we all know food is a very precious resource. You simply enter the items you have in your fridge and it tells you what recipes so those are all good, good. But again, the negative, plagiarism. Someone like me who's a professor, I have to be concerned mm -hmm. because our, uh, the, uh, is the work that my student producing their work or is it the work that they've used chat GPT? As a matter of fact, there was an example where an entire political ad against Biden was shown on TV and none of it had been done by a human. It was all chat GPT and AI technology. So again, just being aware. So now when we see things, you know, videos and information out there, we have to question, mm -hmm. is this real or is this something which was created by technology? And that lends itself to the importance of regulation the importance of government regulation. So yes, we're talking about, you know, implementing that in Dominica and how can it, it be used um, to benefit us in Dominica. We also have to ask the question, what are the important regulations that have to be put in place so that this is not abused? So any um, final points, guys, before we head to the telephone? Yeah, so again, we have to we have to start to the only way we can address this thing is to change our our way of thinking about it we we cannot continue to thinking about it in the same frame that we've always thought about it um we we've been able to get away with it so far so in other words when i went when i went to university the internet was just boarding it wasn't available to everybody so to do my research i had to walk to the library check out a bunch of books and sit down all night doing stuff. Yep. The, the folks mm -hmm. who came after me can sit at their computer. Everybody has a personal computer. They can sit there, do research, and print out their papers and write a hundred times easier. Now, we're saying that we can have a concept, type it into an AI such as ChatGPT. And by the way, there are others that are more advanced than ChatGPT right mm -hmm. now. And it will produce a paper for them. Um, we cannot think about it in that sense to say, well, well, we're going to try to regulate them to, to stop that because that, that, that horse has already left the van. You are listening to Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone.
If you live in Canada, the US, and the UK, and are looking for Dominica products including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts, and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop on buydominicaonline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on buydominicaonline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to buydominicaonline.com and enjoy home away from home. Listening to the first portion of a program that Mr. Anthony Drigo from This Week in Interview and the manager of TDN Radio, Mr. Sam George, and I did on artificial intelligence and everything that we need to know as the world around us continues to evolve. So you will you will want to join us next week because next week we will have the second portion of this program where we will continue to explore artificial intelligence and the implication for our life. But as we move along with the program, I wanted to bring you our tip of the week and this one is called Conquering the Morning, Win the Day. So again, Conquer the Morning, Win the Day. And it is from the website medium.com, M-E-D-I-U-M.com, medium.com. And it says, what works for me? Sometimes I have seen the most results with in the strength, the shortest length of time is a great start to the day. So let's take that from the top. So he starts with a question. What works for me? Something I have seen the most result with in the shortest length of time is a great start to your day. Morning time is your intimate time. It is the time of day when you are free to carry out your activities without being interrupted by the outside world. Waking up early, earlier than everyone else, gives you time to invest in yourself. That is, in fact, what a morning routine is. Doing the things you really want to do and taking the time to reflect on your goals and invest in yourself. When you start every day by focusing on what is important for you and engaging in healthy habits, you subconsciously take actions towards the life that you want to achieve. Main benefits of having a morning routine lower anxiety and less stress, more free time, breaking bad habits, having control over the flow of your day, avoid mental fatigue, improved focus and energy levels. What your morning routine should include. Drink water, number one. Number two, exercise. Number three, a healthy breakfast. Number four, personal hygiene. Number five, meditation. Number six, visualize your goals. So let's take a look at what he says about number one, drink water. The first thing you want to do as soon as you wake up is drink a glass of water. The amount that you wake up the, the moment that you wake up is when your body is the most dehydrated. Grabbing a cold glass of water will help you wake your mind and kickstart your day. I typically drink 20 to 30 ounces of water, wishing the first three, uh, that should be within the first three hours of the day. I drink more on days that I exercise. Number two, exercise. I'm a huge fan and we all know that, right? <laughs> uh, number two, exercise. Any kind of activity that raises your blood pressure and causes endorphins to be released in your brain will do. It can be anything from push-ups, jogging, to yoga and stretching, something that you enjoy doing and that will put a smile on your face by doing it. 
I like to swim in the mornings. Swimming gets me out of my comfort zone because the water is usually cold. Ooh. I treat the cold water as just another challenge to conquer in the morning. Once I get into my swim routine, I don't even notice the cold water and I feel great for the rest of the day. On days where I have a lot of work to get done, I will do push-ups or squats or maybe 20 minutes of yoga in my kitchen. Number three, healthy breakfast. Having a delicious and nutritious breakfast every morning will supply you with the energy needed to kickstart your day. Delighting your taste buds will also put you in a good mood. Choose foods that are healthy but also very dear to you. I enjoy 100% grass-fed beef, beef with peppers, onions, avocado, cilantro, and salsa. That packs about 40 grams of protein that I need to get through the day. So a really good article. So again, number four is personal hygiene. Number five is meditation. And number six is visualize your goal. So let's see what number six says. Visualization helps you keep in mind what you want to achieve and how you will achieve it. It reminds you why and for what you are getting out of bed in the morning. Take a few minutes to see yourself as you want to be, relationships and skills that you want to have. Make the visualization exercise as real as possible with the five senses. Put as much detail into it as you can. This focuses your attention on how to spend your time throughout the day. You will catch yourself asking, does this task activity move me toward my goal or away from it? So again, a very good article about the importance of conquering the morning. So the name of the article, Conquer the Morning Wind Day at medium.com. So when you have a chance, you can take a look at the rest of the article and see if it inspires you to conquer your mornings so that you have more productive days. So again, always seems like we are at the end of the program way too quickly. I want to thank you for joining us for another episode of Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone right here on TDN Radio. We are here every Tuesday from 5.30 Eastern Standard Time uh, to get powered up and energized for the week ahead and to remind ourselves of the important life goals and just how can we remain consistent with working with those goals. So I hope that you will join me next week at the same time. And if you've missed any episode in the past, you can jump jump on www.pushpast10.com, P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T-1-0.com to catch up on every episode you may have missed, as well as to check out our YouTube channel, which continues to grow very nicely. You want to subscribe. If you're on Facebook, you can link up with us at uh, Facebook at Pushpast10, P-U-S-H. P-A-S-T. And on Facebook, we're doing incredibly well. We are now up to about 21,000 visitors a month. So again, 21,000 visitors a month. So we are certainly, we are certainly appreciative of the support and those who are engaging with the content that we are putting out. And speaking about content, we are very proud, Sam, George, and I, we are very proud to have published a new puzzle on the history and culture of Dominica. So it is called Dominique Anu, our Dominica in English, and it is now available on Amazon. But to ensure that it is easy for you to find this book, I have put it on Push Past 10 on the homepage. So again, if you go to Push Past 10, you will see a link to the new book, uh, Dominique Anu, and it is a fun and engaging way to get to know Dominica because what we have found is that so many of us are from Dominica and we love being from Dominica. We love our culture, we love our heritage, we love our traditions, but for the children 
Our children who are born in the States, they do not connect readily to being Dominican because after all, they were born outside of Dominica. So this is going to be a new, engaging, and fun way to teach about our history, our culture. Uh, you know, you will find questions that are easy to answer, but we also want to make this an ongoing activity. You know, summer is around the corner. We want to get the kids to put down the iPad and engage in other ways. So this is going to be a great way for your children to be able to have an engaging activity and more importantly, know about their Caribbean heritage. So we are very excited and you can pick up a copy of the book for only $10 US and we are also making arrangements to get the book to Dominica because we want everyone to have a copy of this book. So very exciting. So again, you can hop on over to www.pushpast10.com to grab your copy of Dominique Anu Dominica in Puzzle. So again, it has been wonderful being here with you for another episode of Untapped Potential. I look forward to joining you next week at the same time as we continue to get powered up and energized for the week ahead. So as we always say, don't forget your life story is your strength. Remember to tap into your potential. Remember to stay positive, stay engaged, stay energized, and stay active until we meet again right back here next week at the same time. You have yourself a productive...